0: Hey, this is Kieran, Coach's Corner Chats, and now I'm going to talk about the Division I Ohio High School State Athletic Association Boys Final, St. Ignatius versus Centerville. And here are my takes on this. Number one, the quality of play throughout the entire game by both sets of teams, unreal. The best high school team I've watched in person ever. Ever. Um, just the quality, the intensity, the the cleanness of plays, the speed of play, um, the recognition of when to go. There were times when, um, especially Centerville. So let me just start this off. St. Ignatius, easily one of the best attacking groups I've ever seen. Um, the transition from defending to attacking, unreal. Super fast. Um, they are very quick at their touches and passes. So lots of one-twos lots of um, third-man runs, just constantly, like, disconnecting. So by the time, as a defender, you think the ball's gone to the right, now it's all of a sudden been deflected and it's going somewhere else. Lots of little outside touches, back heels, rolls, just sick all over the place in terms of attacking when it comes to St. Ignatius. The one thing that I loved about Centerville was they didn't get caught up in the speed of the game. And they did a great job of when they won the ball, they didn't just naturally go and try to send it out. They didn't just kick it, which I think is what a lot of teams um, that aren't at a high level end up, that's their go-to, is I'm just going to whip it out of here to midfield, and then we're going to defend again. Centerville consistently would get a, a, a win, and then they would connect one of their teammates in midfield with the ball at their feet. Talking about midfield for Centerville, number eight, and again, I'm not really good with names, but number eight was an absolute boss. He was pulling the strings for Centerville. So every time that they won it, they played to him. And he was smart enough to know like, oh, it's on, let's go forward. And he also was good enough to recognize like, hey, we just need to possess, and then they would play. And he had enough quality around him to be able to just possess. So it wasn't just him. It was all across the board, like I started out saying. Also, if I, I have to say this, the keeper for Centerville, unreal. Um, the number of attempts that St. Ignatius had, I'm sure they doubled the number of opportunities that Centerville had. Um, but the keeper for Centerville was unreal. He made some great saves, rarely gave any um, any rebounds. And actually, the one goal that he gave up in the regulation was a rebound goal. Um but the shot was a cannon from a hard angle, um, and he did everything he could with it. Unluck, luck, unlucky for him, his backside defender wasn't there to uh, pressure the kid that ended up finishing for Ignatius, but the sequence that went to that goal was very much like, and I tr- I think it's the one where Arsenal has those four or five passes outside the box. I think Ozil finishes it off, and it's just all one-touch. It was absolutely sick, the sequence that they put together. A crush, great save by the keeper, and then they're there to touch it in. The thing about Centerville, and I pointed this out in the D2 kind of takeaways, was they never, ever gave up. They continued to play. Um, They didn't even change. Even when they went down, I think it was like 20, 25 minutes, they're down 1-0. Um, And I thought, oh, man, they're going to they're going to come out of their shape. They're going to come out of their their game plan. And they didn't. They stuck to it. Um, And I thought that spoke really well to them and to the coaching staff to say, look, we believe in what we're doing. We believe in what we did to get here to the state championship. And so they stayed the course um, for them. And the one thing that they had also was up front for Centerville number seven. Just ginormous calves, ginormous legs. But beyond that, the ability was amazing hold-up player. Um, and then his ability to turn with a defender on his back was phenomenal. Um, so he constantly would get it, and then he was smart enough to know, when do I need to play it back, and when do I need to make a turn? Um, and it was him who created with, I believe, six minutes left, got to the end line, plays a great hard ball to the back post and it's tapped in um, by one of his teammates. And it was just so, so good. Great sequence where a guy takes a small moment and makes it big. Um, and I talk about those with my team all the time. And it's one of those where I just, again, recognize like there wasn't a whole lot there, but, oh, just so good um, in terms of that stuff, that play. Here's some big takeaways from watching the quality of soccer, uh, in this match one, just the, the soccer IQ was so, so high. Um, you know, there's a foul boom instead of just waiting boom ball gets put down touch and then let's play it. Um, like I said, the other thing which I loved and both teams did this was that recognition when it was on St. Ignatius was very comfortable with saying, look, I can't go forward. I'm just going to play it back to my keeper. St Ignatius had a uh, defensive mid number six very his positioning was unreal, constantly behind supporting his uh center mids and then when they were in possession, if it went back to the keeper, he would slide back in between the two center backs and would almost make like a three center back thing, but he was just there just to, to to win and the other thing was he knew not to overdo things, so he would get a win. And it would be one touch or two, and he always connected to one of his playmakers who were the center mids who were flying all over the place, number one, number 11, number one, scoring the game winner. Um, those They were just everywhere, um, and it was so good. The other thing that I loved about um, that I would say I take away is the number of times that guys that were up front would come back to the ball. And I know we say this all the time, or you hear it all the time. you gotta go to the ball, you gotta go to the ball, both games division two division one there was there was never a like a guy standing and then just waiting for the ball to get to him. It was constantly a great job of using body position um getting there, and then the touches when they received the ball were absolutely sick. They would touch, you know, and turn or I didn't have it and I'd play it off. And then that ball got played to like a third man run. So I was really, really impressed with how quickly um one Ignatius could transition from defending to attack. Um it was quick, 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 quick. I was super impressed with Centerville's ability to not get pulled into that game and the ability to like, oh look, we'll let them def- let's force them to defend a little bit. I think that was frustrating for Ignatius because they are used to being on the ball a lot and just creating and creating and attacking and attacking. And in this game, there were moments where there were 5, 10, 15, 20 passes that Centerville would connect um, before they would go forward. Um, And so I thought it was a really, really cool kind of uh, mesh of two styles of play where Ignatius was fast of feet. Wanted to play quickly, wanted to create opportunities, and Centerville was very smart at when was it on and when was it not. Uh, with that, and again, talking about keepers, the keeper for Ignatius as well. Um, just like in the Division Two game, I don't think you get to a state final if you don't have a kid, but in the pipes, you know, between the posts, that can absolutely um, is solid. Make saves that you're supposed to make. Um, distributes the ball really, really well. That occurred in this game, in the D one game, um, and then the ability to make saves that you don't think they should. I call them the wow saves. And both of these keepers made saves they need that they, they should be making. Their distribution was spectacular, and they each made plays um, where you just the crowd was like, "What just happened? How did he save that?" Um, so. That's my main takeaways from this. Uh, it was 0-0 zero, zero at half. So I think this goes back to what I talked about in the previous episode or or takeaway with Division 2 is you can you can lose it in the first half. Um, you can get, get yourself in a hole, and then that changes how you have to do things uh, moving forward. But this was energy-wise from the stands, <clears throat> energy-wise from the players, I thought there was a mutual respect between both groups, where they were playing hard, and there were a couple fouls here and there, and then a guy would get helped up. I thought it was spectacular, just all the way through it. It's one of those that you didn't want someone to win or lose, but um, you know, at the end of the day, Saint Ignatius pulls it out two-one in the first overtime. Uh, but just an amazing, awesome high school soccer game to be a witness of. Um, and to recognize like, Hey, uh, it's cool to see people know who they are, what they're about and to stick at it and then to play with one another. And the last thing I'll say is it happened in the Wyoming game and it happened in the Centerville game. There were a couple of opportunities where Ignatius looked like they had scored. They'd beat the keeper, um, off of whatever the play was. And there were numerous times where Centerville saved it off the line. Literally, the one he was standing on the line and this and deflects it away. Um, Another one he gets deflected by the keeper, and his his teammate hits it out. So I think even with all of the beauty of the style of play and the quality and all that, there's still a level of grit, a level of accountability, responsibility, focus, um, the ability to get through some sticking points and then take care of it. And it happened on the other side as well. So not to take anything away from Ignatius. They had moments where Centerville created really good quality scoring opportunities and they had to, it was chaotic and they had to do their best to deal with that chaos. And so I think every team that makes it through, yes, they're talented, they're well coached and disciplined, but then there's that, that little percentage of, of what, are you going to do when you have to throw all that out and you just have to make plays. And it was all over the place in both games. I watched yesterday, players making plays. It was so awesome. High school soccer is such a sweet sport. High school sports in general is so stinking awesome. When you get to see teenagers doing what they do best and compete and just love one another and uh, how stinking awesome. So Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. This is Karen, Coach's Corner Chats, and I'm out. Peace. A big shout-out to King and Fifth for hooking me up with the AMRAP beanie. Check them out at kingandfifth.com.